right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, We got a lot of stories. What's going on behind the scenes? Battles, fights, uh, recounts, you name it. I, I want you to all just stop for a second and think about this. How is it possible that so many states with larger populations are capable of running elections that people have faith, trust, belief, and confidence in. And then here we are, 87% of the vote counted. It's Friday. How is that possible? Now, not talking about absentee ballots, not talking about any of this stuff. It is, you know, what has been building in this country for a long, long time And I have been trying to warn everybody as best I can. uh, And and I work in the communications business and I wish I could say what I'm what I'm feeling and seeing better than I think I've been able to communicate. I should be able to communicate better. And there is there is every right when we see that observers of ballots and it's it's a matter of law and i'll go through the laws with you so you fully understand that political observers are allowed to watch the vote count and that they've been denied that um what is the remedy at that point uh if the law was violated i guess that's up for the courts to decide but the law shouldn't be violated and we should have a system in this country at this day and age whereby this is standard operating procedure and that there is no room to take away the, the faith and the confidence in the outcome in any place, any state, regardless of whether they slant red or blue or purple or pink or whatever. And, and that is, you know, you cannot tell me that this is the best we can do. Because it's not. And as soon as they they desire the push for changing election laws and extending out dates and saying needed postmarks, no needed postmarks, it was all building. But it's been building bigger than that, faster than that, longer than that. And I've been trying to, to go out and explain to people on a regular basis, what's really going on deep behind the scenes. Now, I have said, and I'm going to repeat here, that we have major institutions that are systematically failing, we the people, and they are all doing it because they all have a power political agenda. Why did we spend, why were there so few of us in our, our ensemble cast here on radio, our ensemble cast on Hannity, the TV show, why so few that were able to discover slowly, dig deeper and deeper and deeper and take a dot? And by the way, we we're also going through this process called vetting and verifying and sourcing our information. And we end up, you know, doing three years of what did we hear from the media mob, one of the institutions, one of the great institutions that has failed us on a spectacular level. It is, words cannot describe, they're not people you can go to to get the truth. That's why I say they're a mob. They have, look what they've done this election, the media mob. Look at Joe Biden has to answer no questions. 
they they allow this guy. They know he's in the the media, uh, you know, politician protection program hiding in his basement bunker. You don't get simple answers to simple questions that any other candidate would have to answer about packing the courts. D.C., Puerto Rico statehood. Joe Biden saying if he's elected president, he's just saying today that his first step is to join the Paris Accords. Well, the Paris Accords requires a swift and dramatic reduction of the use of fossil fuels. Well, isn't that what he was just telling Pennsylvania prior to the election that he wasn't going to do? Now he's saying he's going to do it on day one. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. So but it's but it's bigger than that, because they told you day after day, minute after minute, every second minute hour of every day that Trump Russia collusion happened. And we they dragged the country through hell for three years and there was no Trump Russia collusion. But if they really cared about Russia collusion, now stay with me on this. If they had cared when we did discover a bought and paid for, I'll use the New York Times final conclusion late in the game, Russian, likely Russian disinformation dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for that we now know she did on purpose to distract from the violation of the Espionage Act and the subpoenaed emails that she erased and the hard drives that she erased. Okay, so the point is nobody in the media, they lied They spread smears and slander and besmirchment and libel and conspiracy theories and hoaxes for three years. That's an institution that lied with regularity on a daily basis to the American people. And then when the real Russian interference came in and Hillary did pay for the Russian dossier and that dossier then was used. I'll use Andrew McCabe's words and Sally uh, Yates's words. And when it was used to get the warrants to spy on then candidate Trump in 2016 and then President Trump when he was elected and his transition team in the interim had did. Now, think here. Follow this through. Did any Democrat speak out against that Russian interference? Did anybody speak out about how that is fraud on a court to spy on a presidential candidate? And any think any Democrat, anybody in the media. Did they care? Did they care at all? And then ask yourself this question. If Donald Trump had done it, would they have cared? You know the answer. So this is an institutional failure of both the Democratic Party, the media. Now you can add big tech because, you know, they're deciding what you can read and what you can't read. They're like deleting half the president's uh, text messages. All the networks bailed out on the president speaking to the country yesterday we are fact checking him we're not going to let you hear it for yourself so how bad this is how bad it's getting now with this you know one party one state rule that they're going to try to establish in this country is the 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 greatest casualty is going to be truth now if the media is willing to do that for three years and then follow up after it fails with This phone call with President Zelensky, we only had one fact witness it ends up. Every opinion witness, every every hearsay or double hearsay witness, but the one fact witness, what did President Trump say in the call? Did he did he I don't I don't want anything. I don't want a quid pro quo. I want him to have an honest government. But they ignored Joe Biden. Stay with me here. This is not old material. This is not irrelevant. Joe is on tape bragging about, uh, I, you got six hours. 
You're not getting a billion taxpayer dollars unless you fire Viktor Shokin, a prosecutor. Who's Viktor Shokin, a prosecutor in Ukraine? Why would a vice president want to fire a prosecutor and threaten to withhold a billion dollars in aid? Our money, our tax money. And the reason is, is because we find out his son, zero experience Hunter, is making millions. Uh, and that's that's that company is being investigated by the prosecutor. And and son of a bee, they fired him. Stop for a second. The media never went with the story. They ignored it. They protected the candidate. They protect, you know, in the lead up to this election, what did we learn about other business dealings? What did we learn in Peter Schweitzer's book? Zero Experience Hunter gets a billion dollar deal with the Bank of China 10 days after he comes back from China, having flown on Air Force Two with his father. What if this, what if you, what if his name was Hunter Trump? So do you, do you, do you understand here now what I'm talking about? We have. Systemic institutional corruption. It's the media. It's look at when they tried to explain money wire transfers from a Russian oligarch, the first lady of Moscow, to Hunter Biden, three and a half million dollars. Remember, Hunter goes on Good Morning America. You have any experience in Ukraine? No. Oil? No. Energy? No. Gas? No. Why do you think they paid millions? I don't know. Is it because your father's the vice president? Probably. Yeah, that's probably the reason. Now it's Russian oligarchs. Now it's Chinese nationals. Kazakhstan oligarchs. Ukrainian oligarchs. They're making millions all over the place. All the deep state operatives that were involved in the, in the premeditated fraud on the Pfizer abuse, they're doing backflips today because they're all getting away with it. This is going to end if Joe Biden wins. And I'm not saying he has. I'm saying that I don't trust these institutions leading up to the election. Do you really believe that the big tech companies that reach billions of people would have treated Donald Trump the way they treated uh, um, Joe Biden, the way they treated Donald Trump? If it was Donald Trump's kids uh, involved in money transfers of three and a half million dollars with Russian oligarchs. This has been building. This has been building and building and building. These institutional forces have been literally lying to we, the people, forever. Now, Donald Trump ran in 2016. He said he's going to clean out the swamp. And for four solid straight years, there's not been a whole hell of a lot of us uh, that had voices and an ability to tell truth that were willing to tell it. That is that you that you can start there and start with why am I not surprised that the election laws in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, all of the states that that are now in in question, they all have. A, let, let's look at, for example, Michigan. In-person voting, et cetera, et cetera. Observers are permitted at polling locations. Actually says it in the law. Michigan law. I can cite it for you. 168.730, 168.733. Observers may observe absentee voter counting uh, board at any time during the election. Wow. During election day. Post-election process. Observers may observe the counting. 
Post-election audits are open to the public. Recounts are open to the public. You know, they even have partisan observers in Pennsylvania. Partisan observers are permitted to be present when absentee and mail-in ballot envelopes are opened and when the ballots are counted and when they are counted. In-person voting. Partisan observers may observe at polling locations and may still until the time the counting of votes is complete. Well, we're now getting person after person saying that that didn't happen. Well, Hannity, you're just citing the law here. That's what the law is. Anybody else in the media telling you what the law says? Does the law matter? Does the law matter to the media? Does it matter to big tech? Does it matter to Democrats? Establishment Republicans that are, they're just, they they already have their statements written Uh, For the good of the country, we're asking Donald Trump and all his supporters to accept the results of the election. And that's coming. The deep state, they're doing backflips. They're back in business. How, you know, what they do next time. Now, it it, it is, this is where, this is not in a bubble here, is what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm trying to communicate to you that there is, there's no fidelity to truth honesty, the rule of law, the double standard, the dual system of justice, all of the things that there were maybe 30 of us between Congress and being on the air on my my two shows that were willing to tell the whole story that nobody else would tell. That's a problem for our country. You want to get now to deeper root causes of things? This is all a problem. And it's all been building. And it's like you have this one united voice and it is bigger than just hating Donald Trump. I've always told you it's it's about hating. We the people smelly Walmart shoppers chumps, as Joe Biden says, irredeemable deplorables, bitter Americans that cling to God, their Second Amendment rights, their Bibles, religions. If our institutional forces can fail us at this spectacular level, why then are some shocked that there's a lack of trust when we hear that observers of the election that are allowed by law to observe are being told they can't observe, you know, that nobody in these institutions cares. You see how it begins to tie together? I glad you're with us 25 till the top of the uh, hour. You know, I find this fascinating. Again, I go back to the law. I'm citing law. If we can look at the laws in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, for example, and many of them are, are very much the same. And that is partisan observers may observe at polling locations and may still until the time that the counting of the votes is complete. Now, hang on a second. Didn't we see and don't we have evidence of of poll workers papering over windows so that people can't look in? Yeah. Don't we have videos now of poll watchers being thrown out and then a lot of clapping? Yeah, we have that, too. Uh, You know, we have this this case. We have a Michigan county clerk discovered a computer glitch resulting in votes uh, that were meant for President Trump that were tabulated for Joe Biden. Listen to this 6000 plus vote error. Listen, if all this wasn't enough in Antrim County. Ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000 vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. 
Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. I mean, aren't you as shocked as I am that this can happen in the United States of America? Nevada Republican Party announced that they sent a criminal referral to the Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, Our lawyers just sent a criminal referral to A.G. Barr regarding at least 3,062 instances of voter fraud. Nevada Republican Party wrote, we expect the number to grow substantially. Thousands of individuals have been identified who appear to have violated the law by casting ballots after they moved from Nevada. Washington Post reported the party's lawyers sent Barr a list of the voters identified by cross-checking voter registration names and addresses with the National Change of Address database. Do you think anybody in the media cares? You think big tech cares? Or are they going to ban that from people from hearing that, too? Uh, which is interesting. Then we had what happened yesterday. We saw, you know, I had on Pam Bondi, the president's attorney in in Philadelphia, Corey Lewandowski last night, all saying the same thing. Yeah, we weren't allowed to look at the ballots, even though the law says that partisan observers can be present. Huh. Well, that that's the law. Now, how would Democrats react if this happened to Joe Biden? How would the media react then if it was Joe Biden? You know, I it's you know, the the problem here is, is that we have the knowledge. We have the ability. We watch Ron DeSantis clean up the mess that was the Florida voting system. Couldn't be any more smooth. And they do a lot of mail in in ballots, but they also do it. They they cross reference. They make sure it's the person at the right address with the right identity, with the right uh, uh, credentials to to vote. And then they cross check it. And then they had results. He said on this program they were ready to give results out at 8 o'clock at night. And it took forever for that to happen. Um, But all these lawsuits have been filed. You know, am I suspicious that nobody's going to care in the media? Of course they're not going to care. At any cost, they were willing to lie to you about about Russia collusion that didn't exist for three years and ignore the, the Russian disinformation dossier that Hillary paid for that then became the basis of FISA warrants to spy on candidate Trump and then later President Trump. This, these are major institutional failures. And people ask, well, Hannity, you're, you're sowing distrust among people. I'm saying that if you don't follow the law, the distrust is warranted. If you lie to the American people for years on such a spectacular level, it is warranted distrust. If you claim to have such outrage about Russian interference and you learn about a Russian dossier and that was never verified, used to spy on a president and you never report on it and never correct your your lying reporting and your propaganda against Donald Trump, who you hate every second, every minute, every hour of any day. How can anybody trust you? And when big tech companies step in and they won't allow Americans to even read stories about wire transfers with Hunter Biden and Russian oligarchs and Kazakhstan oligarchs and Ukrainian oligarchs 
and the media it will impeach a president over a phone call with one witness that says the president said he wanted nothing, no quid pro quo, but ignore Joe Biden admitting that he leveraged a billion dollars to fire a prosecutor so a zero experienced son can make millions. There's something there's no fidelity to truth. There is nothing but agenda driven institutions now and they are failing. We the American people. It's not just an isolated incident. It is institutional failure. And it, it now poses, you know, for a free society, it is a danger. If people have premeditated fraud against the FISA court, they walk away scot-free, but only one person, even though there's referrals for deep state actors online to Congress, but only one person will take Roger Stone as an example, you know, What's the charge? Lying to Congress. Process crime. 30 guys, tactical gear, frogmen, pre-dawn raid, guns ablaze, CNN cameras are waiting. I mean, is that is that equal justice? Do you think that if you had subpoenaed emails yourself as American citizens, do you think that if you erased the subpoenaed emails and cleaned your hard drive and destroyed your devices, that would end well for you? Because I don't think it would. And this is now the problem. You spit on the sidewalk or you jaywalk and you're a Republican, they'll put you away. This is not now. Now now we're talking about institutional failure. You know, there's all these suits that are here, but Americans have to have faith and confidence and trust in a voting system. And if some states can count their votes within, you know, an hour or two and get it right and have have full confidence in what the outcome was. And here we are, 86% of the vote in. You know, how many days have we been locked into 94% of the vote in in North Carolina? And how many more days is North Carolina going to hold out their vote count? How did that happen? You know, all you're watching is, okay, all the vote tallies come in. Somebody's up by 500,000 votes. You would think they won the state. Oh, now they're down 13,000 votes. And you're supposed, Americans are supposed to have confidence that this is being done right because that's the state that is not allowing, even after a court order, people to that have the right as a matter of law. I could cite the law for you if you'd like. Um, in Pennsylvania, for example, partisan observers, that's 24 Pennsylvania statute 2650. So there are actual laws that say partisan observers get to watch the vote count. And, of course, we know that didn't happen. Look. As Americans, and this is where, you know, I really worry about the future of the country for all of us, um, because there's got to be some fidelity to truth, honesty in reporting. Uh, now we have big censorship of these big tech companies. So you can't read certain things if they deem it politically. They're going to be the arbiters of great truth in the country, you know, but uh, Americans are to have confidence and faith and trust in our voting system, they've got to be open to scrutiny. And that was not happening in many of these states, just happened to be the states in question that are still counting the votes. Uh, one state that I actually think has been doing a very good, fair job with an open process, and Donald Trump has made up a lot of ground. It's the only one, as a matter of fact, is the state of Arizona. Uh, I've been, we've been following, they had almost over 600,000 votes that hadn't been counted long before that with over a million ballots. I thought it was wrong for any call to be made. I've been very straightforward about 
the state of Arizona, and the president has been picking up votes ever since. Uh, chairman of the Freedom Caucus, he's out in Arizona's 5th uh, Congressional District. Uh, Andy Biggs is with us. You know, I, I do understand that partisan observers have been invited in, as they have had other uh, recounts in Arizona, and that there's a lot of faith and confidence in the system, regardless of how this is going to turn out. Am I wrong in believing that Arizona's getting it right? Well, certainly in the counting process, we get it right, Sean. Um, uh, attorneys, um, uh, part, uh, you know, partisan observers are allowed in. They they sit there closely. They're not a hundred feet away. You have to use binoculars. There's not barriers put up. They are there. They're witnesses from both sides. From from all parties get you know uh, get to have have people in there, lawyers and uh, just general observers. In that sense, they're getting it right, and um, you know, it's it's just taken slow. And this is probably a technology question for the Secretary of State. Why do we have technology that moves so slowly? But the the transparency and openness is is been good so far. Okay, so where are we? Last night there were around three hundred, a little over three hundred thousand votes left. The president had made up more than half the margin so far. Um, I understand that uh, they, that the expectation is that these were they have not really started counting the day of votes and the and the day before election day that were handed off mail in ballots that people didn't send in on time but they dropped off to make sure their vote was counted. Uh, where do you see this coming out? I, I heard the governor actually behind closed doors, might be telling people he thinks the president has a, a really good chance of winning Arizona. Well, I do think the president has an excellent chance to win because um, what, what you, you have left is somewhere a little north of 225,000 statewide, but more than two-thirds of that's in Maricopa County and also uh, in uh, many of the rural counties that support the president and came out in droves on Election Day. And by the way, Pima County, saw. which was expected to come in heavy Biden, Trump had a 52-48 advantage I saw last night in that's the, right. new, in, in the that, outstanding ballots being sent in. That's correct. Yeah, those ballots being sent in, there's, there's 25,000 more ballots in Pima County. But, but the, the reality is many of these areas, whether it's the suburbs of the Phoenix metro area or in the rural areas, they were coming out almost three to one uh, Republican to, in, to Democrat. They were coming out two to one independent to Democrat. And uh, day of voting independents are going to break the president's way. Uh, the three to one uh, uh, tail Republican to uh, Democrats, that's going to break heavily the Repub uh, president's way. The, what you're going to see next, though, Sean, is going to be probably the vote of the central Phoenix area. That's going to be far more blue, far more Democrat than the suburbs and the rural areas that still have to report. Yeah. Um, now, how do you see, when you look at what's happened in these other states and you see the, the absolute mess that's taken place in some of these states, what are your thoughts uh, I think that definitely uh, the, the the media is protesting too much, saying that yeah, there, there's nothing to see here. Move along, move along. I think the president's exactly right. You have to go through and find uh, if there was voter fraud, if there was voter suppression, if there was ballot, illegal ballot harvesting, if they're not following the rules, which we know they're not following the rules as, in some of the places you've iterated. Those actually get to the election integrity issue, but they also get to skewing the election results. And so the president is right 
to say, look, we're going to have to pursue litigation here, and I wouldn't be surprised if if we end up seeing some of this come up to the U.S. Supreme Court for um, What is the remedy if the law says partisan observers are allowed to watch the vote count, but they denied the ability to do so, and they're papering over even people looking in the windows, which I don't think you can see a lot anyway, but... Um, what is the remedy and how to, where does that remedy come from? Because you do have this whole issue of whether or not state legislators can determine that they don't believe that it's a fair count and they have the final say, as I understand it, according to law. Yeah, the Constitution is pretty clear that uh, the state legislators can actually make that determination if they think that it's been hopelessly tainted, and they don't use the words hopelessly tainted or anything. So that that can happen with the state legislature and by the way and uh, it's republican legislators legislatures in all of these district uh, states that we're talking about whether it's georgia uh north carolina or, or pennsylvania um, and arizona i mean the, we're talking republican in nature so they could say it's it's hopelessly tainted of course that would lead to further litigation but the 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 remedy is is that the election officials that are denying this, the first thing that has to happen is those people need to be held in, in criminal contempt. The court has got to say, you are violating uh, the law and in a criminal fashion and, and, and haul them in. But that doesn't solve the, the election problem. The election problem may ultimately be solved, could be solved like in North Carolina, where there was uh, fraud and so they, they actually had to reelect uh, in that district. But right. we hope that doesn't happen. We hope that doesn't happen. All right, uh, Andy Biggs, 800-941-SEAN. Uh, Jim Jordan is on the ground in Pennsylvania. We'll get an update from him when we come back. All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I'm going to get to Jim Jordan in uh, Philly in just a second. You know, there's amazing things. We haven't spent enough time on it. House, The media and the House Democrats and Senate Democrats, they're stunned at the fact that Republicans picked up seats in the House. That the Republicans, this was not the year Republicans were going, supposed to hold the Senate, and it, it's anticipated they obviously will. House Democrat, they are absolutely stunned how close the election is. They're stunned that Donald Trump won the states that he won, Florida, Ohio, go through the list. They're stunned at how, quote, close all of this is. There was a caucus call of Democrats and literally livid Democrats saying that, you know, this this radical race to the left and it, you know, has destroyed the country. You know, it, it is amazing how they don't understand so many of we the people, you know, over there at MSDNC. Joy Reid says the vote showed a great amount of racism in the U.S., anti blackness, anti wokeness, you know, Roswell, Rachel Maddow. I said it. I I didn't know until I tried to, to live it. I didn't mean it. Like, I intellectually figured it out over, we talked about it on the show, but going into last night through this, that experience, oh, this is going to be the last night. And I realized, wow, there really are conservatives that, that believe in lower taxes and limited government and support Donald Trump. They couldn't believe it. One other thing I have, and I'll go into some detail on TV tonight if there was a report put out by the Committee of the Judiciary and the Committee on Oversight and Reform in the House of Representatives, it's dated September 23, 2020. The, the title is How Democrats Are Attempting to Sow Uncertainty 
inaccuracy and delay in the 2020 election. And as I read through this whole thing, you know, as it says, all mail-in balloting, not to be confused with time-tested, limited absentee balloting, raises questions about the election integrity. To begin with, states have notoriously inaccurate voter registration lists. One estimate suggests voter registration rates exceed 100% of eligible populations in 378 counties across the U.S. As the Bipartisan Commission of Federal Election Reform found, voting by mail remains the largest source of potential voter fraud. Even the New York Times and Washington Post have agreed. In October 2012, the Times reported that votes cast by mail are less likely to be counted, more likely to be compromised, more likely to be contested than those in the voting booth. And it goes through state by state. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Minnesota. I mean, they predicted all of this. So did the president. And so did I. So it doesn't surprise, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Anyway, on the ground, he's the House uh, Judiciary Committee ranking member. You remember this report, I assume, Jim, from September 23rd, this uh, this uh, year, correct? Yeah, our team wrote it. Because we saw, what, just like you, Sean, we saw what was coming in a hearing where we had the Postmaster General in front of the Oversight Committee back in the end of July when the Democrats hatched this plan and started implementing this plan to undermine the integrity of our election. I asked the Postmaster General why. Why are they coming after you? Why are they doing Why did they pass the bill before they even had you in a hearing to, to, to ask you questions? The reason is they know the president's going to be winning on election night, and they're going to try to win the election after the election. First time in American history you have a major political party making a decision, an active decision, putting in place a plan to win an election after it's over. And now we're seeing it play out. And I'm in Pennsylvania. I've been here for three days with Congressman Perry. We, the, the Pennsylvania Speaker of the House, the Pennsylvania Majority Leader in the Senate, just did a press conference three hours ago where they announced that they want a full audit of what took place because I have, in my 26 years in politics, Sean, I have never seen anything so egregious as to what took place in the state of Pennsylvania. Think about these five quick facts. A hundred, over 100,000 provisional ballots. Never had in the history of this Commonwealth that they had that many kind of provisional ballots. There was counties that let ballots be cured and remedied, and other counties that didn't. And you can imagine, Sean, which counties they allowed to be cured and fixed. It was the big counties with all the Democrats. It was, the, it was Montgomery County. It was York County. It was Center County. Then, they, then there's the whole issue of violating the state law, and, and the state Supreme Court said, we're not going to follow the law. We're going to let ballots be counted three days after the election, even if you can't distinguish the postmark. The Supreme Court of the, of the United States said, yeah, but you need to keep those separate. We now know that in certain counties, that would, they were not kept separate, those ballots that came in after the election. And finally, the transparency issue. They didn't let people come in and see them, see, see what they were doing when they were doing it. And now the damage is done. That all happened in one state. This is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in an election process. But the law of Pennsylvania is clear that partisan observers are allowed to watch the entire yep. vote count, and it didn't happen. We have person after person saying they were not allowed to observe, being as, put as far as 20 or 100 feet away from the ballots. That's not observing ballot counting. That's observing some stranger work. Does it give us any transparency? You know what they do in Arizona? They actually videotape it. And anybody yep. can yep. watch it online. And by the way, you yep. actually can see it. Um, so, you know, there, there's certainly ways to do it if you wanted to. You know, the fact that you guys predicted all of this in all specificity and detail, it's kind of eerie, to be very honest. Well, let me ask you then. So now that we have 
we know that the the law, and I I'll read the law again if people are interested. Interested, and that is partisan observers may may be present at the tabulation, canvassing, unofficial, official returns, recounts, uh, vote processing. Partisan observers may observe at polling locations. May still stay until the time the counting of votes is complete. Did that happen yep. in Pennsylvania, or was that law broken? No, I don't think it happened. We're getting all kinds of reports from around the state. We, we know for, for the, the Speaker of the House told us, uh, uh, read the Speaker of the House's letter. We'll make sure you get the letter that he put out where he, where he laid out the concerns in this state and called for the audit. We know that in, in certain states, as I said, they were allowed to fix ballots that came in if they didn't sign it right or whatever. And other, other counties, they weren't allowed to do that. And the state law says you're not allowed to cure, you're not allowed to remedy a ballot. So we know that took place. We've had all kinds of people testify or, 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 or give examples of that, that taking place. So that is, a, again, I have never seen anything like this. And, and how do you, how do you, Jim Jordan, problems. how does this get remedied where the American people, not, and by the way, you couldn't design as you had predicted in your committee, and I got to give you credit because, you know, you wrote this thing just in September of this year predicting with pinpoint accuracy everything that was likely going to happen. Now, how do you remedy and how do Americans get to the point where they can have faith and belief and confidence in the outcome, knowing that laws, if you care about the rule of law, was violated? How do you get there? Sean, it was last night on your show. Former Speaker of the House, Gingrich, pointed out ballots that were that weren't segregated, that were supposed to be segregated, that came in after 8 o'clock on Election Day, as, a, as required by state law, but the Supreme Court over ballots that came in after Election Day that weren't segregated as, as were supposed to be and were counted, they have to be thrown out. There was no other way. The, the what what about where— Last night on your show. What about where votes were counted and observers, as a matter of law— again, I'll, I'll even cite the law if people are interested in it. It's 25 PS 2650. What about when the observers would deny the opportunity to observe in some places actually covering up windows so people couldn't even look yeah. in? This is, again, Speaker Gingrich said it last night on the Sean Hannity show. He said if people weren't able to observe as required by federal law, if there was a violation of federal law for a federal office, which is exactly what we're talking about for the presidency of the United States, then those ballot ballots are not valid under federal law. The speaker could not have been clearer, and as you pointed out, the federal law could not be clear. The great one, Mark Levin, got this all started. This is his wheelhouse as a constitutional attorney yep. reminding Republican state legislators. He's tweeted out, you have the final say over choosing electors, not any board of elections, secretary of state, governor, or even court. You have the final say, Article 2 of the federal constitution, so get ready to do your constitutional duty. Uh, do you believe that that is happening? Have you talked to any of the state legislators in Pennsylvania? What are they planning to do? Step one is to call for an audit to get the facts, to get the truth, and find out everything that we, we've seen and, and things that we've heard. Make sure that is accurate. Get a court to say, hey, wait a minute, we got a hold on this. And then at some point, you're going to have to potentially have the, uh, the, the general assemblies and the state legislatures say we're under Article 2, we have the ability to select the electors. So we may get to that, but step one is to get all the facts on the table. That's why you saw today in Pennsylvania the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate say we need an audit based on the five things I just told you about.
So what is okay? We had an audit of the deep state, didn't we, Jim Jordan? Aren't the, didn't we discover that in fact there was no Trump Russia collusion after three separate investigations? <laughs> didn't we discover that there was a dirty, bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier that became the the predicate, the bulk of information without which FISA warrants wouldn't have been granted, yep. according to Andrew McCabe and Sally Yates. Uh, that was then used to spy on a candidate and then in a transition team and president. And did anything happen to the people involved in that corruption? Uh, look, I'm as frustrated. Uh, well, well, hang on, Jim, because people, Americans, don't don't have faith that laws apply to uh, the powerful and oh, elite look, Sean, equally. So, so, so Sean, I, look, no one has talked about this more than I have. There were a handful of us three and a half years ago who first said this is a Correct. problem. It was you and a handful of others in the press and, frankly, about five or six of us in the, in the United States Congress. We've been calling for this. But in the end, Sean Hannity and Jim Jordan can't indict anyone. Only the Justice Department can do that. And we have been pressuring them, pushing them to do do it. I believe Bill Barr put John Durham on this case to do that. But when is that going to happen? I don't know. I can't determine that. That is only up to the Justice Department. I'm as frustrated as you. That's the number one question I get. When I've, I've been walking through airports, people will walk up to me, and they'll simply say one sentence, when is someone going to jail? And I say, I look, it. I want them to go to jail, too, if, they, if, if, if they've done wrong. But I can't do it. You can't do it requires the Justice Department to do it. What does this mean? I've been talking about institutions failing the American people, and that would be the media. Now we know big tech. They just censor yep. whatever they want to censor, and they even have liability protections from the government to do it, which is insane. Uh, educational system. We have a deep state. I, I would assume right now, that about now, they're doing, doing backflips because they know uh, all yeah. of this goes away. But a media that would ignore the fact that Joe was weak and frail and cognitively struggling, a media that never got an answer about packing the courts, a media that never got an answer on Electoral College or D.C. statehood, a media that allowed Joe to hide in his basement, uh, uh, the media that set was talking to me privately, uh-oh, this guy's a total mess, but they still supported him and protected him. Uh, a media that allowed his son to make millions and he leveraged a yeah. billion dollars and they don't care. What are Americans yeah. to think when they see this double standard, Jim Jordan? Because I know how I feel. Uh, yeah. and it, and well, it's not, I don't feel I don't have trust and faith and confidence, Jim. I don't have it. Yeah, well, look, think about the here's the positive. Look where you started this hour. In spite of all that, in spite of all that, guess what? We didn't lose one incumbent member of the House of Representatives that picked up seats. In spite of all that, we didn't lose the United States Senate as, they, as all those groups you just talked about said we were going to. And in spite of all that, President Trump did amazing record number of votes for a Republican in a presidential race. And I think Jim Jordan, is there the, any the way we will have on, an accurate accounting of this election based on what we know now? Is there any possible way to get a true, fair, accurate accounting of the election? It starts with an, it starts with what we did, what, what happened today in Pennsylvania. You, you've got to audit what took place in the state today in Pennsylvania. And it may have to come to general assemblies and state legislatures selecting the electors as, as, as Mark Levin pointed out, that the Constitution permits to happen and requires that that, that and under Article 2, the executive branch part of the Constitution, requires that the electors are chosen by, in the end, the general assemblies in, uh, in the respective states. Stay right there. We'll continue. Jim Jordan's on the ground in Pennsylvania, 800-941. By the way, the Postal Service, uh, apparently political reporting, discovered more than 1,000 Ballots in Philadelphia facilities, 300 in Pittsburgh, that they're rushing to election officials for the 5 p.m. Friday deadline. A uh, little late, guys. All right, as we continue, Jim Jordan in Pennsylvania. What do you think 
the next steps ought to be for the Republicans, for the president. Um, Because you know what's coming next. Rhinos, for the good of the country, even if you might have won or think you might have won, you know, you got to step aside. That's probably we're just hours away from that those lectures coming meanwhile they didn't say a word about russia russia ukraine ukraine uh yep. hunter and joe but go ahead no we can't do that we got it we, we got to look in the end count every legitimate vote you've been saying this we've all been saying this but do not count illegal illegitimate votes and we have to determine if that was done and what those votes are and where those votes are so th- th- that is just for the integrity of uh, of the election process, for the future of this country, the greatest country ever, that has to be figured out. I, again, I keep coming back to what the speaker, former Speaker Gingrich said last night on your show, Sean. He laid it out. This is this is looks like a real violation of federal law. This is about the integrity of our election process. This is about confidence going forward in, that the American people have that their government actually does things right. Actually, that we have a, a process that is fair and legitimate. That's what's involved here. So, no, you cannot. The president cannot. These people who are saying, "Oh no, we we gotta say that Biden." No, no, you have to get to the truth first, and then whatever comes out comes out. I think. I think if we just count legitimate ballots. President Trump won this election and should be the president uh, in 2021 and for the next term. But we're going to have to see. All right, Jim Jordan, we'll keep pursuing the truth, trying to get to the bottom of it and expose the uh, instances where we know things have gone wrong. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, when we come back, Burgess Owens, we'll find out his case. How do you deal with fake fraud and abuse when you see it? What is the remedy? We'll talk about the legal aspects and we'll get to your calls all coming up. I know it's not fun, is it? All right, 25 till the top of the hour. I know so many of you uh, are writing us, sending us. We, we have a, a at our website. You can go check it out. Any tips you have, vote2020 at Hannity.com. And you hear what's happening. You watch with your own eyes. You know, I, I think the fact that I said last night, this is an amazing thing, that I said, well, this is what the law is. This is what the law guarantees. Partisan observers may be present that the tabulation canvassing of unofficial official returns at any recount, any recanvass till the end. And it's pretty much etched in law in every state. And then you have witness after witness saying that they were denied that opportunity. Um, you know, uh, I, at some point, and then you say, well, then how do you ever have faith and confidence and the amazing thing is, is, you know, America being the home of Apple, Microsoft, Silicon Valley, and states that absolutely do it flawlessly. South Dakota is another state. I saw Christy Nome's comments about how they do it. It's really easy to do an honest election. Here's how we do it. We learned from Ron DeSantis. He fixed the mess in Florida. No questions on either side about how the process worked down there. They learned from mistakes in the past. And then you look at the chaos and then I look at this report from September, September 23rd, from the Committee of the Judiciary, uh, the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight and Reform Committee, and they predict with pinpoint accuracy the exact states that would have the exact problems. It's actually eerie. Sort of like the, before Katrina, the Times-Picayune had said, you know, almost 20-some-odd years earlier, this is what's going to happen if the Cat 5 ever hits down to the, the Superdome being filmed with people and the breached le- levees. They predicted it all, and they didn't do anything. And then what do you do to fix it? How do you remedy it? 
when when things when laws are not followed? Does anyone is is anyone angry that I cite the rule of law and say it should be followed? Obviously, people that didn't care about Hillary and the Espionage Act or subpoenaed emails or premeditated fraud on a FISA court. Maybe I expect too much. And that's where I keep talking about institutions failing this, the people of this country is is the saddest takeaway in this to me. Uh, we've been watching out our good friend uh, Burgess Owens and his race for Congress uh, in the 4th Congressional District. It's been a close race, but uh, latest tally I see. How many votes are you up by now, sir? Right now we're up 2,200. We have another drop today. By the way, uh, it's good talking again, John. It really is. Well, well first uh, of all, congratulations. We're so proud of you, and you're such, you're such a great addition. Isn't it amazing how many seats it looks like we've added to the House? Yeah, we're we're still in the fight here. We still have uh, we're twenty two hundred up now. We have another drop, and then I'm pretty. Sure how, what what does another drop mean? How many how many votes are they going to drop? Well, and that's the thing. We're, we're from one district. We're looking at maybe four thousand. Another district, maybe fifteen to twenty. So we still have uh, a lot up there, and we think it's going to be. Uh, very surely a, a recount. So, so BurgessForUtah.com, because we want to make sure we have the funding to, to fight against anything that we have to fight against. You know, make sure Burgess, it's, it's Friday. The election was Tuesday. Florida was able to call the election within hours, uh, uh, you know, at, at 9 o'clock at night on Friday. Yeah. There was a done deal. How come, the, how, how come we, ha- we can't get a simple vote count out of these states? Well, you have to understand, what brings us together, what makes us the strong culture we have is confidence in our system and harmony with each other and unity with each other. And what the left does, they understand doubt, divisiveness, and destruction tears us apart. That's what we're seeing this last year. And the good thing, and I truly believe this, John, because of my belief in we the people, we began with the Judeo-Christian values that have served us so well and brought us so many miracles. I do expect another one, that at the end of the day, we're going to get our president back in, and we're going to show, first of all, we have a game change with black Americans. 20% of us now are leaving the plantation. 30% of black, gay, gay Americans, Hispanics, all it, we're showing everyone across this country that we truly do drift toward the light. We just now need to get them back in there, really clean house, and, 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 and have, have the support that he needs to make this happen. So uh, that's why, again, it burgeons for Utah, for those who want to support my efforts these last few, uh, last few days to make sure this happens. And I'll say this. That's unfortunate. We never, I'll never know how much this impacts, how close it is now, because we had a Deseret News here in Utah decide to pull my commercials the last week. I still have not gotten an answer in terms of why they did that. But this, wow. this is the issue that we're dealing with across our country. Things like this should not be happening in a free country when the voices of America should be heard and, 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 and looked at and, and decide if it's, if it's valid or not. But when we start taking with people's voices, we have no idea what, hey, what else is out there. Burgess, you know my buddy Mark Levin. He cited the Constitution in a tweet, and they banned him. Well, but he cited the United States Constitution. Now, yeah. big tech companies, we saw how they protected Joe and uh, and Hunter in the lead up to this election. How does uh, how does somebody get to hide in their basement and not give any real policy positions on significant issues like packing the Supreme Court or D.C. statehood? How do they get through a whole election and ask, get asked maybe 100 questions and everybody hides the obvious, which is he's very weak and he's very frail and he's struggling cognitively and they all see it, but they ignore it. It's well, like this, this. It's sort of like the Democratic, um, you know, House Protection Program. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, Sean, first of all, let me say what I, what I know about the American people. Uh, we don't like bullies, and we don't like cowards. And, uh, and that's what we're seeing this last year. We're seeing what it is when you have tyrannical people who hide behind their, their, their office or their, their, or their media uh, uh, credibility, whatever it is, and they, they, they don't understand that what we expect is honesty and fairness. And, it, and, and so this is going to be a good chance for all of us across the country, the, 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 the uh, Republicans, the Democrats and independents, we're waking up to see that we truly are not against each other. What we're fighting against is an ideology that hates everything we stand for. And they're so blatant and, uh, and arrogant about what they're doing now. There's no shame. There's no shame with evil. And they really think they can get away with it because they don't understand the power of we the people. Once we understand this and once we come to, and, and by the way, what makes the we the people strongest is we have a God in heaven who truly still loves us and blesses blesses us. So even though we might have to be more patient right now, I think at the end of the day we'll end up seeing more of the truth than we would have if we had not gone through this process. So I would say hang in there, stay faithful, uh, stay united, because that's, uh, that's what they want to, to take away from us, and stay confident that the system we have will win in the end. We'll come back. We just have to now tweak it and get back to where we can have an election, believe in the, in the, in the results, uh, be, be, not beat each other up because, because results don't go our, our way, and come back the next time to try to win if, we, if, that's, if that's what our goal might be. All right, Burgess Owens, we're following your race. Congratulations so far, and we'll be watching very, very closely, and we'll watch the drops you know, whatever day they may come in, 15 days later, you know, that, that all of this lends itself. It, it takes away every American should at the end of this process. And this is the sad part, had confidence that the laws have been adhered to. Well, we know for a fact, person after person is saying that they're not allowing what the law allows, which is partisan observers to watch the vote count. That's a violation of the law. How do you have faith and confidence then in the result? And it is sad to see and you, you, you literally, we know how to do it right. We know ways to do this in, in an organized fashion. And we know how to keep integrity of votes, but they choose not to. And when you choose not to, what does that do? It undermines people's faith in the system and trust in the system. And, and it's, it, unfortunately, uh, more institutionalized than we would like. But Burgess, congratulations. We'll watch them very closely out there. Um, joining us now, Congressman Dan uh, Muser. He's in Pennsylvania's night. Well, he's not there yet. Okay, well, I thought he was waiting for us. 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. I, I know how many of you feel. Let me read, for example, the law in Michigan because and the law in Wisconsin and in the law because they all say pretty much the same thing, which was amazing to me. Like, for example, in-person voting, they talk about that. Partisan observers are permitted within the enclosed space for the purpose of observing the conduct of election and, and counting and recording and getting of votes. Apparently that didn't happen, according to people that are on the ground in, in Fulton County. You know, Michigan has the pretty much the exact same laws. Partisan observers have a right to watch the counting. Wisconsin. You know, the local's canvas board and canvas, it's open to the public. Post-election audits are open to the public. Vote County and observers are, are there. They are allowed by law to observe the county. I mean, these are pretty deep and profound things here. Anyway, uh, joining us now is Congressman Dan Muser. He's uh, out of Pennsylvania in their ninth district. Uh, how are you, sir? Great, Sean. How are you? Great to be with you. 
You tweeted out that the majority of Pennsylvanians voted for at real Donald Trump. They deserve to have their voices heard. We demand an open and transparent process. Governor Wolf needs to stop the politics. Uh, were the laws of Pennsylvania that allow partisan observation uh, adhered to? Yeah, we, we believe they, they were not. Uh, we know that the, the province for legislation related to elections lies with our General Assembly, with our state legislature. And the governor's office uh, completely um, uh, dismissed that by, by allowing for votes to be received and counted, uh, votes to be counted that were received after 8 p.m. On, on Election Day. So that's just, that's just, I mean, that's a pretty big grievance, and it's clearly unlawful. And, you know, when you hear some news stations saying let, let me Let me just read the law. Okay. Partisan observers may observe at polling locations and may stay until the time that the counting of votes is complete. Partisan observers are permitted to be present when absentee and mail-in ballot envelopes are open and when ballots are counted and when ballots are recorded. And post-election, partisan observers may be present at the tabulation or canvassing of official and unofficial returns and any recount or any recanvass. Did they put paper up in some places to to stop people from even looking in the window? Is that true? Yeah, oh, they absolutely did that, and that's very suspicious, to say the least. Why would they do that? Why would they deny access to lawfully permissible um, poll watchers that all happen to be Trump poll watchers or and, and Republican? There's a long list of irregularities as well as unlawful actions. You know, this one in particular, allowing votes to be uh, counted after 8 p.m. Um, on election night, but but also those those that were mailed, they're even they're not even reviewing the, the postage, uh, the postmark on there, and then well, the, you know, well, the, the, well, it was the so attorney general, the secretary of state, that said, "Oh, we're just we're not we'll count the votes even if they didn't have a postmark." Wasn't that stated? It was stated. It was stated. And in some counties, there was such confusion. They were being told that they could call the voter and correct what they referred to as a naked ballot. So some counties were doing it somewhere. I'm sure some Democrats were doing it um, for Democrats. It Is was, it true in your state of, of Pennsylvania that a Philly judge, election, a, a judge of elections admitted he took bribes to stuff the ballot box for Democratic candidates? Is it yes, true that, that the that city's was. treasurer was fired after getting arrested by the feds for embezzling money? Is it true that the city's former congressman was indicted on voter fraud and bribery? Um, all that, because all is that all, all that. true from your state? It, it sure is, sadly, but true. Is it true in your state, the attorney general said, if all the votes are added up in PA before the election, even October 31st, in that Trump's going to lose? Yes, Sean, in a very knowingly confident, strange manner, the, the night of, uh, before any votes were, were cast, the day before Election Day. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and our governor referred to this process as one of the cleanest, most efficient that he's ever seen. And he's just hoping for the mainstream media to carry that water so people might think that it's true. But you know what? More than 50% of the people are on to them, and we, we believe that if the lawful, proper votes were, were counted, not the... How do you now go back and justify win. that? Didn't you have a Secretary of State that said using the, the title president before the word Trump demeans the office of the presidency and she's in charge of this? 
she did say that. She was more than an, an anti-Trumper. She was um, a real Trump hater, uh, and that was, still is. Yeah. And, um, and in, that, that's who's in charge there of any, our election process. My last question for you, is there any way that we'll ever get a true, fair, accurate accounting of votes in the state of Pennsylvania from this election? Well, we're certainly hopeful, and with the attorneys and with the process, and by overturning the unlawful act of counting votes received after 8 p.m., if we can identify those, we won't be able to identify all of them. How do you know what happened when the observers were not allowed to observe? How do we know what really went on? Well, that's very true. That's very true. Supposedly, they were to segregate those, so my guess is they segregated some, and there's So the bottom line is we, we don't really know, though, do we? Uh, unfortunately, we don't. This is no longer an exact science. There's no longer one citizen to vote. We uh, need to go through this and come up with the best. The Scary. Best. All right, I got to roll. Thank you, Congressman. All right, glad you're with us. Uh, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Just doing a little bit of work here as I'm trying to get things uh, organized and sent out to everybody. Uh, Anyway, glad you're with us. Best post-election coverage available on your radio dial. You know, it's sad. I I don't understand. I wonder how you think back in 2016. And you remember remember the reaction of the left when Donald Trump was announced president? Remember Hollywood's reaction? Had an actor go out there and start talking about when is the last time an actor assassinated a president? Was it Johnny Depp? I think an awful lot about what did Madonna say blowing up the White House. I, I, all I hear from supporters of the president is they want the laws followed. And I would say that would be exactly the same if Joe Biden had a lead of, let's say, 500,000 votes on election night. And that the law says partisan observers may observe a polling location and may stay until the time that the counting of the votes is complete. And they weren't allowed to observe. You think they'd be happy with the results as they watched it go from 500,000 to 400,000 to 300,000 to 200,000 to 100,000 to 15,000? To now minus fourteen thousand five hundred and forty-one, would they have a would they have faith and confidence? And by the way, if you take it a step further, and you look at the results, uh, and and you look at a lieutenant governor that referred to the president as just another internet troll, uh, if you look at you know the corruption in Philly just this year, a Philadelphia judge of elections admitted that he took bribes to stuff the ballot box for Democratic candidates. And if you knew that the city's treasurer was fired after getting arrested by the feds for embezzling money and the city's former congressman indicted on voter fraud and bribery, uh, would you not be suspicious if you were a Democrat? So it's important that Republican poll watchers, as a matter of law, have been there the entire time observing the process, which they were denied, as we've heard from one person after another after another. That's not in dispute, even, especially since the state's you know, top officials are openly and publicly hostile to the president. 
you know, if you look at, for example, the attorney general, secretary of state predicting that or the, the attorney general predicting if all the votes are added up in P.A., Trump is going to lose. That's why he's working overtime to subtract as many votes as possible from the process. He said that October 31st. Pennsylvania's secretary of state, the person in charge using the title president before the word Trump really demeans the office of the presidency. The state's lieutenant governor referring to the president as just another Internet troll and all but guaranteed a Biden win. Would you would do you the question is, you know, when a state like Florida can fix its problems and there's total faith, trust, confidence and belief that an honest election took place. And then you read the September 23rd. House of Representatives, Judiciary Committee, Oversight Committee on Reform, how Democrats are attempting to sow uncertainty and accuracy and delay in the 2020 election. You read that September 23rd, 2020. And guess what? When you read the executive summary, everything that we're now observing in was and they mentioned the states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada. They go through it all by extended mail in voting, relaxed election safeguards, despite Advice from health experts. By the way, they love Fauci so much. They forgot Fauci said, no, in-person voting is safe. That it would be safe during the pandemic if people kept social distancing and wore a mask. They said it would be safe. But then everything gets changed and tens of millions of ballots get sent out. And Americans, then observers from one side are kicked out and you get here cheering. That's on videotape. Miranda Devine is a columnist with the New York Post. Betsy McCoy is the former lieutenant governor of the state of New York. They've both been taking a deep dive into the corruption and mismanagement of news. Uh, in Betsy's column, she writes, in what seems like a coordinated effort, the media told Americans not to expect a winner on election night if President Trump's ahead on November 3rd. We're told it's just a, a red mirage that will be clawed back and undone. Well, Betsy, I don't know. I guess you have a crystal ball that I didn't have because it looks like everything you predicted came true. Well, that's right. But our president has a very strong legal case, regardless of what the media are saying. Tonight Explain it. What is it? Party. The president has a very strong legal case because here's what's happened. In the weeks and months before the election, Democratic lawyers, armies of them, went across the country and changed state election law without the concurrence of the state legislature. They went to local courts, they went to uh, uh, commissions, they weaseled decisions out of governors or consent decrees. Many, many ways they changed state law to get rid of ID laws, to get rid of signature requirements, and most importantly, to get rid of that election night deadline. So that was unconstitutional. In fact, the court, the high court, the Supreme Court has said that in the past. Only state legislatures, Sean, it's in Article 1 and again in Article 2, only state legislatures can change the time, the place, and the method of electing electors for the presidency. Only state legislatures. So in Pennsylvania, it was done by a Democratic-led uh, Supreme Court against the will of the state legislature. So now they've got ballots coming in after election night, ballots without signatures, right, and ballots without uh, appropriate ID. And uh, even today, the election commissioner in Philly, Lisa Dealey, was asked, 
well, are you at least segregating these ballots that come in late the way the Supreme Court told you you have to? And she declined to say how many of the ballots were even in that category. So, frankly, that's a very bad sign. Dealey and the Philadelphia mayor... Right. Are you suggesting, though, that the state legislature now, having been having their constitutional authority usurped by these people... Are you saying that they have a duty now to to get They've this right? They've already gone to court. They asked the Supreme Court ahead of time. The Supreme Court Correct. declined. Amy Coney Barrett said she wanted to wait till after the election. Roberts, it's understandable. Often the justices don't want to get involved in these election issues. They're hoping that it will be a blowout for one side or the other, and these ballots, these questionable ballots won't count. But it turns out that it's a nail-biter. And, in fact, this Pennsylvania case is already in the Supreme Court. And, by the way, the same is true in North Carolina. And there are commonalities between these two states and other states. So I'm telling you that the president of the United States has a strong legal case. Miranda Devine, you've been writing some, you've been doing some of your best work uh, leading into this election and before. I got to tell you, you're doing terrific. Uh, Look at how social media, big tech, uh, literally uh, censored articles from the fourth largest newspaper in America, your newspaper. Thanks, Sean. I, I know it's incredible, and they're still doing it. I mean, they're, they're censoring the president when he raises these legitimate questions about, uh, you know, whether or not this has been a legitimate and fair election. And I think, as I mean, Betsy's done a great job of laying out some of the issues, and uh, that'll go through the courts. But to have the Democrats and their pet media talk about respecting the outcome of elections when they've just spent the last four years saying that Donald Trump was illegitimate. We had Hillary Clinton just a few days ago complaining again that she had the election stolen from her. And now you've got TV anchors cutting off the president when he's talking, when he's talking about these quite legitimate concerns that there is fraud that's happened around the country and saying that that he's not telling the truth and that they're baseless. I mean, he has a strong case. And there's a lot of questions. Why was, for instance, counting stopped in five states? Why were observers not allowed inside to see the counting? If there's nothing to hide, why are they hiding? And the problem is, maybe there is nothing, you know, maybe maybe there was only a little bit of fraud, maybe it's not enough to turn the election, but this is a very close election. And but we Miranda, here's the question I have. If the law requires and allows partisan observers to watch the vote count and they didn't, well, they weren't allowed to vote the, watch the vote count, how do we ever know what really went on? The answer is we don't. We never will, will we? Well, we'll need recounts, and that's happening in Georgia. Recounts, I mean, but did, the was there any bla- ballot tampering? Do we know if, if there was any ballot dumping? I mean, do, what me do we know? Let me explain one of the things that will happen. In the Pennsylvania case, and the Pennsylvania Democrats were very clever about changing the rules contrary to the state legislature so that ballots could come in after Election Day with no signature and no postmark. Now tell me, Sean, how useful do you think it would be to be able to count a lot of ballots that come in after the date with no postmark and no signature if you're short of ballots? 
I think it would be pretty easy, especially if that was partly a part of a plan or design. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we can't put our head in the sand and not understand that there are people that don't have integrity and don't break laws. I just went through the list of public officials, including a judge, an election judge in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, taking money and bribes to stuff ballot boxes that happened this year. Well, the Philadelphia mayor said today in a press conference he thought President Trump should, quote, put on his big boy pants and concede the election. So how can we have any confidence that the Philadelphia mayor and his election staff are counting ballots honestly if they're demanding the president concede before the ballots are counted? Yeah. Miranda, your thoughts? Well, I I think that we just need to take a deep breath and slow this down. If Joe Biden tonight with Kamala Harris at their 8pm press conference comes out and tries to claim victory, that will be very damaging to the country, but also to Democrats. They need to understand that they are not going to be able to um, have a a comfortable you know, presidency, if he wins, unless they convince 70 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump that their vote hasn't been cheat stolen. And so um, I think both sides need to be very careful. They need to ensure that, that the public is comfortable that this is legitimate. And you're not going to get that when you have the Philadelphia mayor, as Betsy just said, coming out and saying that you have the, the uh, Pennsylvania attorney general, the, um, the, the Democrats in power in some of these states are behaving appallingly and it's not going to help them. I don't know if they have noticed that, that the Democrats were actually delivered a shellicking in this election. They have gone backwards in the House. They have not won a single extra Senate seat. They are setting themselves up for the midterms in 2022 to be a bloodbath for them. They are not going to be able to get their their pet projects through the Senate. So really, what are they getting? It's a pyrrhic victory if they end up infuriating half the country. Um, uh, I think uh, you're both right. I will come back more with Miranda Devine and Betsy McCoy. Now, at the bottom of this half hour, a Michigan GOP chair breaking news about how 6,000 votes were caught that were for Trump that were registered for Biden and the software was used elsewhere in Michigan. Wait till you hear this story next. You can't believe it. And as we continue, New York Post writer Miranda Devine, former uh, lieutenant governor of New York, Betsy McCoy, um, any state that changed the rules, ballot deadlines, didn't allow observers, what is the remedy, uh, Betsy? The remedy is to go to court. And fortunately, in two of these major states, Pennsylvania and North Carolina, we're already at the Supreme Court. Both of these states went to the Supreme Court and requested emergency rulings before the election to strike down these changes in election procedure that the Democrats had weaseled out of state judges or state commissions ahead of time, contrary to the Constitution. The the Supreme Court declined, hoping, obviously, that they wouldn't get embroiled in an election. But now, uh, in both cases, and probably in the case of Nevada for other grounds, we will be back at the Supreme Court. So that's where we are. Uh, what is your take, Miranda Devine? I mean, when, you know, when, when specific laws about political 
uh, partisans are allowed to observe and they're not. How do people walk away with the the feeling that this was free, fair, and, and has integrity? Well, that is exactly the problem, because it's more than just winning an election by the data. You have to convince the people that it was a legitimate election. Otherwise, how can you govern? And I think there are so many problems caused by Democrats with the election process. I do not understand why voter ID is even controversial. That just should be um, it, just automatic. Simple. By the way, you need, voter, you need a picture ID to get into the DNC. You know that. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a social security number. You know, but it's not as if people are, have care that much about their privacy in America. Everybody is there, is able to be tracked. So why is it that the one area where you're not tracked is in the most important function that you have in a democracy, and that is to vote? And the other thing is ballot harvesting. You know, there are different rules in different states. In some states, it's okay to have you know up to ten, and some it's three. Obviously, uh, it just seems circumstantial evidence is that ballot harvesting was occurring on an industrial scale in these democratic enclaves. And they used the uh, the cover of COVID to change rules and to uh, gather up these these votes. All right. Thank you both. Miranda Devine, Betsy McCoy, thank you. When we come back, oh, you're not going to believe what we're about to play for you. You're going to meet Laura Cox and what she broke about how the tabulation was so off in Michigan. Wow, it'll blow you away. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Uh, best election coverage available on your radio dial as it continues. We can't, if we don't get this straightened out, the American people cannot have faith and confidence in elections. Now, many states got it right. Look at all the states that didn't. The very states that were predicted in the September 23rd uh, Judiciary Committee Oversight and Reform Committee report how Democrats are attempting to sow uncertainty, inaccuracy, and delay in the 2020 election. Amazing. With pinpoint accuracy. They predicted all of this. It's scary, actually. Um, This is going to blow you away. And we played it earlier, but I'm going to play it again if you're just getting in your car. Uh, there's a Michigan County clerk. Her name is Laura Cox, and she, God bless her, caught a glitch, a, a glitch in tabulation in the software. So they hand counted votes and found that the glitch caused 6000 votes to go to Biden and Democrats that were meant to go to Trump and Republicans. Forty seven. Michigan counties used this software. Now, there's one particular guy, Oakland's uh, 15th Congressional District, uh, and you got a a representative there representing Rochester and Rochester Hills, and they initially gave a 104-vote margin win to the Democrat. 104 votes. The Republican, you know, it was an incumbent, Andy, I don't know how to say his last name, uh, Kokodofer, Uh, anyway, he said, I thought that was it. The results were the results and I would not seek a recount 104, which is surprising in and of itself. Anyway, what a difference a day makes as, uh, the 15th district election, uh, uh, Oakland County commissioner. Then what happens is he gets stunned yesterday when a call from the Oakland County's director of elections, 
uh, flipping the outcome. Apparently, there was a technical glitch in Rochester Hills, and I actually ended up winning by a little over 1,100 votes. The margin was 1,127. Wow. It flipped a house seat. Listen to what Laura Cox, and we're going to talk to her, had to say. If all this wasn't enough, in Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000-vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said, tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. In one county, 6,000 votes went to Biden that were meant for Trump and Republicans. 47 counties in Michigan used the software. Uh, Laura Cox, by the way, I got it wrong. She is the Michigan GOP chairwoman who broke this story and found this tabulation. Eric, can you explain this to me? Well, thank you for, for your hard work. Well, thank you for having me on. Yes, I was in the war room uh, in our state, uh, right by our state headquarters, and, you know, watching as the votes were coming in keeping close tabs. We had some, you know, obviously had people across the state watching as well. And there was a irregularity that they looked into. And it was obviously a 6,000 vote swing. And it's a smaller county. And it was very concerning to uh, our folks. And so we looked into it. And this is how we discovered um, that there was a discrepancy. So we, we kind of dug a little deeper and found out that it was from a uh, interface software that helps them put the vote totals public um, on their website, and it was a glitch from that. So we looked at the, co- the the company, and then we looked on the company's website, which proudly showed that they uh, are have clients in 47 counties of our 83 county state, um, which had some even more concerns. So we are obviously very concerned. Um, with that software being used and that that would be problematic in any vote totals across the state. But it was just very uh, noticeable in this small, very. Okay, let me ask you. So when you how did you figure out that there's something off and tell me the exact process you used to discover this glitch? Well, we have people, like I said, across the state watching different key counties as the votes the votes were coming in, and we noticed that this is a very Republican county, and the and the uh, votes were not what we had um, forecasted, what we had thought what we would need to be needing, and it was very irregular. Um, so that's why we dug in a little deeper. This would be a very difficult process to do in much larger counties where we had much more narrow vote goals to make. So. This was happenstance, which has kind of opened up a can of worms that we are now collecting information and trying to make sure that we can uh, check with all these different counties to make sure that there weren't any irregularities. And then you gave the other instance where uh, the gentleman was told he was an incumbent, uh, not an incumbent anymore. And then, of course, oops, sorry, 
uh, we had a, a tabulation error, and now you are, you did win. So, um, you know, happy for him, but again, that's a roller coaster, and we're just concerned about making sure that we are hearing all the information about possible fraud, incompetence, or issues with, uh, issues with um, the, uh, the, the software that's being used to make sure that all the votes are counted fairly in a transparent way and make sure that all the legal votes are counted. Now, have the other 46 counties uh, gone through the due diligence that you've gone through? Well, I, that's what we're working to make sure that the word is getting out, that we're expecting that to happen. That's what we're asking them to do. Um, you know, listen, we want to make sure that all the votes are counted. That's why we have a uh, website. Uh, it's called Save Vote at MIGOP.org, or they can call 87-SAVE-VOTE. Um, to tell us of any instances where they think that there's some issues or concerns. And right now, we're plowing through the votes, um, trying to make sure that uh, we are matching what we would expect to be the vote totals and seeing if we see any irregularities ourselves throughout the 83 counties. Based on the such a dramatic vote swing in your one county alone, and the same mm-hmm. software is used in 47 counties now, has the computer software company admitted that that glitch was in existence? And if it was work, if it, the glitch existed on your software, uh, it makes a lot of sense that it could very well have impacted the other forty-six counties. Has anyone gone to court and and have the court demand that that this glitch problem be uh, that there be a mandatory uh, recount in all those forty-six counties and a mandatory examination of whether or not the vote totals are accurate and true? Well, as I gave you for the example of Antrim County, they had to hand count their ballots to make sure that every every vote was uh, tabulated properly. And we are now um, collecting information. We're combing through our um, information, drilling down to the different precincts to make sure that we are looking for any glitches. So we're right now in the investigation process, and we're continuing to talk about it to make sure that we are getting the expected, transparent, and secure election that the people of Michigan expect. What I would be concerned about is, you know, any manipulation of of any of the machines. Is there any uh, observers that make sure that this can't be tampered with in the interim? Well, that's one of the things that we're talking about and working with folks. Um, right now, we're in the canvassing process, and we're having difficulty getting our volunteers in to be able to observe the canvassing process, so we're talking about that. We had this press conference with the RNC chairman uh, today, Ronna McDaniel, and to talk about the different instances where we had, even in our poll challengers, having problems in the city of Detroit, the largest uh, vote counting area in the state and how we had intimidation, harassment. Um, We couldn't fill all our slots. They wouldn't let us, if somebody left, tag somebody else in. Um, They were cheering. Wait wait a minute. I I have Michigan law in front of me, Laura, and it says that elections are supposed (laughs) to be an open process to be observed by any interested person, any interested person, that there are election challengers, poll watchers, uh, and that the challengers have greater access, then that would be you in this particular case. Observers may observe the absentee voter counting at any any point, any time during the the election day. 
Uh, Post-election observers may observe the counting. Post-election audits are open to the public. Recounts are open to the public. That's all Michigan law. I can cite it for you. Uh, 168-730-168-874-168-733. Should I keep going? No, you don't need to because I agree with you, and I know we legally had the opportunity to be able to uh, challenge, and it was absolutely uh, a terrible situation. Like I said, there was harassment, intimidating volunteers wouldn't let us keep our our number of volunteers in the room when somebody had to leave after maybe being there 20, 30 hours. It was awful. Um, you know, the, the Secretary of State said that she would uh, promise a transparent election to the people of Michigan. That's how she got elected, and she absolutely didn't deliver that. Um, it's you know, they put uh, boarding up on the windows so people couldn't see into the county boards as well. Um, I mean, and you see videos of that all across. It was absolutely unbelievable what we've experienced here in the city of Detroit. And we have an incident where a whistleblower, we've referred uh, this whistleblower's uh, case, their testimony, to the U.S. attorney for possible criminal uh, investigation. Have you, is that, but the but the idea who is making this call that keeps people out when, as a matter of law, I'm reading the law. I know Michigan law. I know. I have it right it's here in election. front of me. I agree with you. It was the election workers, um, and they were directed by state and city. Election, Are you videotaping uh, them, not letting you in? Yes, we have uh, videotapes of that. They kicked out lawyers. It was uh, they locked somebody in a in a closet for 20 minutes. Um, the law says they're face. not allowed to do any of this, Laura. I'm reading the law. I know. And that's what we're gathering our information and we're sharing it with the campaign so that, that we, we can make some decisions on how we're going to proceed in the legal process. So right now we are we're encouraging people to share their story with us. We'd like to get affidavits so we can send that information to our legal team so that they can assess it and the campaigns can make their decisions. How do people, based on what you're saying, I'm I'm citing the exact statutes of Michigan law that allows people in, and you're telling me that they're not being allowed in, and then that gives them more time alone with whatever with whatever machine software is whatever. To, you know, maybe maybe it's just my nature. I grew up in New York. I just am a trust but verify guy, Laura. You know, just if the fact that they won't even allow uh, follow the law that allows you to observe tells me that there can only be nefarious uh, intentions behind that. Yes, I mean, that's that's exactly what we're looking into. We believe that there are possible incidents of fraud or maybe it's just sheer incompetence. But the, the testimonies that we've received so far that we're forwarding to our legal teams um, are very uh, gregarious at best. I mean, they're just really... Uh, seriously uh, shocking stories. And like I said, you could see um, city of Detroit um, employees boarding up the windows. I mean, what are they trying to hide from the people in Michigan? It's just absolutely wrong. Uh, well, I, I we're going to sh- show all of this tonight on Hannity. I want you to explain this in great detail, and the country needs to uh, understand. Um, I do applaud you for finding... Uh, all of this for sharing it with us. And I'm very sorry that you're, you know, that all of these voters now uh, are not going to be able to have confidence in, in the system. Uh, and I think that there's got to be some rem- remedy. And I hope that your lawyers are able to uh, chronicle all of this and show all of this to the courts. And hopefully the right decision is made. But thank you for sharing it. Great job catching this. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me on. 
All right. We'll have you on TV tonight as well. We'll be able to show people 9 Eastern Hannity on Fox News. Unbelievable. What an incredible story that we just heard from Laura Cox. She's going to join us on Hannity tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is going to explain election law, the Constitution, the role of state legislators. Uh, what do you do when laws were violated in terms of, yeah, observers uh, or partisan observers are permitted to watch the counting and they're not allowed to watch the counting? We have Jim Jordan. We have Matt Gates, We have Rick Grinnell, Laura Cox, Ronna McDaniel, Dave Bossie. We're loaded up. Nine Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. Uh, it's very disheartening. But keep fighting. We'll continue Monday. See you tonight.